It's time for the 8th Greatest Golf Show with Jerome Espinosa on ESPN Radio 1017 The Team. It's a lock. I hit the 7 iron like John Daly hits the 3. <laughs> winner, winner, chicken yeah. dinner! Jerome Espinosa is a Class A PGA professional and director of instruction at 8th Greatest Performance Center. It looks like I'm a wreck. It's in the hole! We will talk all things New Mexico golf, hear from voices all around the world of golf, and even give some swing tips to improve your game. All you got to do is just tap it in. Give it a little tappy. Tap, tap, tap a room. Now, Get ready for playing golf today. here's PGA Pro Jerome Espinoza. Good morning. Welcome to the 8 Grady's Golf Show. I'm Jerome Espinoza. Alongside my trusty assistant, David Muddit. Welcome. Assistant? Yeah, you're an assistant. <laughs> That's uh, where you, you've stepped up from I'll, nothing to assistant. Welcome. I'll, ta- I'll take it. So uh, we'll be here until 11 a.m. today. We are at 8 Grady's Performance Center, where they are doing the Elite 150 Combine. We're outside in this awesome setup, to be honest. It's kind of nice. Yeah, these guys make me feel pretty puny, though, to be honest. Look how big some of them are. We need to ask uh, Joe for an upgrade and do it outside all the time. We've got the mountains in the background, you know, 150 or I, I thought they said 70 kids out here running around in this Combine, football Combine it is. We got coaches from all over the state. I think you're all my modern nimmies here, they said. If they're kids, I'm a granddad. <laughs> <laughs> they absolutely are. So, again, welcome to the 8 Grady's Golf Show. Um, let's get into it. We got some, you know, we'll talk some LPGA first. Jennifer Cup Cho wins last week in a playoff. Um, Jarena Pillar. Haven't heard that name in a while. I did, notice, I did notice. It says on the leaderboards Mendoza again now. Well, she goes Mendoza Pillar, I've seen it a bunch. I know she had Yeah, a but baby. it always said Pillar on the leaderboard since she got married. And I don't know, maybe something's happened. But I, I did notice it said Mendoza. I introduced Jarena to Martin. Oh, really? Yep, they were both in the pro shop at Lakewood one day. Dallas, right? Yep, they, they were both members. They do this really cool tour membership at Lakewood where there's t- 10 to 15 of them every year. You apply. Anyway, they're both in the pro shop messing around, just annoying the hell out of me, right? I'm trying to do something. And I, they didn't even know each other. I'm like, why don't you two go out and play golf, for God's sake? Get out of my pro shop. So they went out. I took 18 months later, they're married. Now they have a kid. I know that. Yeah, um, they do, yeah. She hadn't been on tour for a while, but good to see her back playing out yeah. of Roswell. Um, you know, obviously, you went to Nimi, but Roswell has had some unbelievable women's golf. I know the the Goddard teams... The Roswell High School Goddard teams were phenomenal for a while there. Nancy Lopez. Nancy Lopez. I mean, there's not much else to do in Roswell. Jarena, I know there's a young lady from Roswell playing um, Division Two golf, North Georgia. The head coach is from here in Albuquerque. Oh, uh, what's her name? Um, oh, my gosh. I worked with her mom for years. I'm an idiot. I can't remember her I've name. I've seen her on Twitter. Sierra. Sierra. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sierra Campbell. Campbell. Yeah, 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 yeah. Her dad works out at... Uh, Santa Ana. Roger runs the food and beverage out at Santa Ana, so she's the oh, head I coach. I did know she was a head coach in Georgia somewhere. Yeah, that's cool. So she has a, a young lady out of Roswell on her team. Um, this week we got the KPMG Women's PGA. So, you know, we always like to give the PGA um, professionals a little bit of love. So this is the women's event. I know. Um, isn't isn't what well, not that Angie Chun leading by like 100? Yeah, I'm not sure. I know Jarena made the cut. That's what I looked at. Jody from the Lobos, she yeah. missed the cut. So Yeah, she's leading by seven. Yeah, I mean, it's just ridiculous. There's a couple club pros. You know, I don't know if you've played against Brittany. She's in there. Brittany. Uh, I th- 
can't remember her last name. I know I've played behind her a couple times in Florida. She's a really she's probably the best women's club pro player out there. She's really really good. I can tell you this, she's really, really slow. Good night. That lady takes forever sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, that's going on the, this weekend. Um, U.S. Open last weekend. How about that? Wow. That was my pick, too, Matt Fitzpatrick. You did tell I me that. Him. You did pick him. him. Yeah. So, you know, Matt Fitzpatrick wins a healthy chunk of change, and we'll get into this a little bit later, but... It's kind of interesting how the PGA Tour has suddenly crept up. Well, PGA Tour obviously does not run the U.S. Open. The USGA does, but made 3.1 or something like that to win that. 3.15 to be exact. But I mean, what, how, how good was that bunker shot at 18? Oh, my gosh. Well, it's because that was sat down. You could see that lie. That was not a great lie. Well, and then that lip, that kind of lip is yeah. sitting there. He had to the cut, flag's to the right. Cut He's got it a, around it. Yeah, what that, a golf shot, yeah. That was... He could have made double there in a flash. Well, the circumstances, I'm like... I didn't, I didn't know. I didn't think he... Well, I don't know. I didn't know what he was going to do, but that was a phenomenal shot. Yeah. I mean, even um, Zalatoris, when I looked at it, and he said afterwards, he goes, that's 1 in 20 to hit the green from there. <laughs> Not only did he hit the green, he hit it straight over the top of the flag. <laughs> yeah, ridiculous. I mean, and then, you know, Zalatoris has been on a tear. I mean, he's I just mean, he really, playing really good. Really good. He's um, going to win one eventually, probably. Let's just hope it doesn't come down to like a four-footer to win on a Poana Green or something. Well, here's funny. <laughs> I, I I actually listened to a um, a live, an Instagram live the other day with his golf coach because he he works with the guy Scott Fawcett. Yeah, from Decade Golf. Yeah, I used to I used to be the oh, I used to work in the back room at Bentry Country Club where he was a member. Oh, really? Yeah, he made millions in the insurance business and then got back into golf. You know, he got all the way through every stage of Q school as an amateur. Yeah, he's yeah. the guy's really good. Yeah, he is. Yeah. He's a good player. I know yeah. he's, I think he just is close to 50 or just turned 50, so he's going to be close. Yeah. He's going to make a go at it from yeah. what he says. But he coaches Zal Torres, and he said, all you guys talk crap about his putting stroke. He said, I'm just telling you it's really functional. The guy is functional. It's fine. He's, like, he's functional. Outside of, I'd say, four feet, four or five feet. You watch some of those strokes, and it's like, oh, my God. I saw the really close one one I can't even watch. Oh, man, it was it was ugly. It it keep, was... You know, that's at least an hour less sleep every night. I have to watch him hit one of those. <laughs> but he hits it. But he, I mean, he hits it better than anybody. Well, I, yeah, I mean, and he's, you know, I don't know if anybody is familiar here with that decade. Um, I've messed with it a little bit. Obviously, You're it's Scott Fawcett's company. Yeah, because yeah, he's the one that kind of coaches Will Zalatoris. Yep. On and and that was interesting. I was paid attention on 18 specifically because he gets Zalatoris is in the middle of the fairway. He's got like 120. I think he's yeah. he's got a great. And I'm listening to see what he's going to say of how he hits it, where he's going to hit it, what his target is. And he said the red flag, and the announcer's like, "Well, of course, the flag stick." And I'm like. No, he's not going at the flagstick. No. He's going at the USGA flag that was 20 feet right of the flagstick. Some of those announcers are so clueless sometimes. So clueless. <laughs> they say things and then you think about it. It's like, that, that makes no sense. What's, and they're wrong. The, but, but no one, the players out there playing, how are they going to call the announcer out so no one ever thinks about it? Well, there's a gentleman on um, on Instagram, Joseph Mayo. He's a really good teacher out in Las Vegas, Nevada. He always comments 
on the terrible announcing, and yeah. people get so mad at him. But he's like, I'm just telling you the truth. Yeah. I've taught tour players. I know what yeah. I'm talking about. They're dead wrong. Yeah. That's not happening. Oh, I know. So quit saying it. Yeah, they're wrong all the time. All the time. And they make... They make now look. These guys are really, really good, but these commentators make out like these shots are so, so difficult. And sometimes they are, but then these guys hit it to a foot, and they're like, "Oh my god, that you, that that's impossible." It's like, I get it. It's tough. They're really good players, but the part that drives know? me nuts, I guess, a little bit is some of these guys are not aiming at flag sticks that they are that they say they are, and then oh, they no. pull it and it goes to two feet, and they're like, "Yeah, it took dead aim," and I'm like. Uh, I don't. Like, prime, prime example: Cam Smith at the players. Remember that oh, uh, yeah, yeah, wedge yeah. on seventeen? Yep. There is no way anybody in that position is hitting it straight at that flag. There is a big slope to the left of the flag. That's... You want to be ten to fifteen feet left of the flag. He's leading all day long. There is absolutely no way he meant to hit it right at that pin. <laughs> and the commentators are giving him all this credit. Like what a what a. <laughs> ridiculous shot to go at that flag it's like he didn't he didn't do that like there's no way he'll tell you that yeah i mean maybe after the fact he won't say that but i agree with you like he pushed that 20 yards uh i'll say 10 Ten. yards for sure yeah yeah there's uh, yeah he's not on tour with the results he's had because he hits stupid stupid shots at times like that doesn't happen no i mean especially if he was two back yeah I believe it. You're going to go right at it, and you're going to risk hitting in the water or whatever. But when he was leading at the time, there's no way. Well, especially when you see the field throughout the week, there's not very many guys that are chasing those things. I mean, that no. I don't know how big that green is. I haven't played TPC. I haven't either. But it can't, I mean, even though you got a wedge, it still looks like it's the size of a plate. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, probably need a dozen balls. <laughs> I'll t- <laughs> I've been pretty good with 12 tries. Also this week going on, uh, Senior U.S. Open. So we had a couple kind of, well, we had one local Mike, in that. Micah's local. I get, yeah. Micah's Micah local. is local, so we'll count two of them. Um, Bill Harvey, Micah Radowski. Both struggled a little bit, but, you know, when you and I were talking about it, you said, well, those rounds happen on that golf course. Both, or those golf course setups, I Both guess. of those two guys have been my national senior junior partner. I've played a lot of golf for both of those two. Micah's... Micah's impressive. I mean, so is Bill, but Micah is impressive, yeah. I mean... He drives the ball so well. Well, Micah, now that, you know, have paid quite a bit of attention, I mean, he has legit played... He wins Colorado, PGA, all the time. So he's going to the National PNC that's at Twin next year. Yeah. So... You know, he wins that all the time. He's in the senior stuff. He's they haven't in the had senior US yet Open. Twin, I don't think. But you know, I think they start. They do here pretty in soon. July normally. I think the, the Met section out of uh, New York just had theirs this week. Oh, did they? Yeah. So they had. I, I mean, goodness gracious! I thought I saw ten to twelve names. Oh, Is they that... they get loads of spots. They they're, they're typically between ten and uh, actually probably more like thirteen to twenty spots. Well, I was going to say I saw that I saw their. They tweeted out of who was coming to Twin. Well, they've got and multiple it, I was people just like, exempt. Too. Holy crap, these guys have. Yeah. Can you say that on the radio? Yeah, I can. You can say that on the radio? Absolutely. We'll oh. ask Joe. All right. So free, they. Free for all now. The Met section has qualified to come to Twin already, um, and they'll start happening now. So our PGA <laughs> section will start to qualify tons and tons of people. Um, who knows who's next, but. 
all the PGA sections will start. When's ours? August like eighth and ninth no, or late. something. So that's we, taking place. We couldn't even manage to get our qualifier at the golf course without having the national one. It was a late addition. I get it. They, they were. It wasn't supposed to be at Twin Warriors. Of course, had to cancel, so that they moved it to Twin. Well, there you go. Helps it. We have Derek out there on our representing us on the national level, so that's you know more than likely why they got that. Some other. Well, we'll give Zach some props too. Yeah, we've had snacks, snacks. on here before. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I, you know, some late news that I saw just the other day. Um, Choi, Sam Choi, is leaving the UNM. Transferred. Oh, he's not turning pro. He's gone to another school. Where's he leaving. going? He's going to Pepperdine. Wow, that's actually... So that came out this week. I mean, Pepperdine doesn't really get much love outside of the golfer, but that is a really good golf program. Really well, good golf program. It's kind of interesting. I mean, I don't know Sam Choi real well. I know he had a, a really good career. It's the fifth year, though. So he had... I don't know if that makes any sort of... Excuse, I know that two years ago he tried to turn pro. He did? And that, yeah, he was, after his sophomore year, he was well, going to go professional. Something how happened. How do you try to turn pro and not turn pro? All you do is say, I'm turning pro. Well, you... at least from what I heard is when the government, I don't know where he's from. I can't remember where he's from, but they found out that he was out of school, so they called him to the military, and he said, nope, I'm so going back. So it must be South Korea. Yeah, I'm not sure where he's from. We should probably know that. He's leaving the Lobos. So he, he announced that this week, and they lost another one. I can't remember who. Wow. So the Lobos have two. I know that, uh, you know, Steve Virgin wrote an article just the other day about the Lobos had two spots, and now Aiden Kraft and Quinn Yost are already gone. So, you know, coach will do a good job. He'll fill that spot. So it's not. To be fair, Aiden is going to Oregon and sitting out the first year. He should change his mind, actually, and take that spot. I read the article. He said he wasn't. He said, he said, I'm gone to Oregon. My mind's at Oregon because they asked him in that article. They asked him about it. I just can't believe he's going to sit a year out. I just, he's get, he's building momentum. And then you play a year without, I, man, I don't know about that. But what do I know? Yeah, I mean, he's, you know, like I said, he's, uh, that article was interesting because they, they interviewed both of them. Quinn, obviously, Yost out of Farmington already had a scholarship offer, so. You know, he was signed in Nebraska. I do uh, think it's good to get out of here, too, though, especially especially for those guys that have spent their whole life here, you know. I think going to Nebraska's great, Oregon's great. I mean, definitely helps to to experience different things, different grasses, different golf courses. Weather. Yeah, no elevation. elevation. I mean, you get spoiled playing at elevation. Well, I, you know, I to be honest, I, and I'm not – Obviously, have not talked to Coach Milliken or anything, but it's probably a little bit of relief for both of them because a lot of New Mexico kids, at least what I've seen, think they should be playing. But the Lobos have an extremely good team. I know. And if you can't qualify and you're not playing and you're the local kid and that sort of stuff, it kind of gets, so I would so think, a little bit weird. He was born in Seoul, South Korea, but he's from Anaheim, California, they say. Well, there you go. I mean, that's yes, he is from Anaheim. I did yeah. read that. So. so he's he's going home. Yeah, roughly, pretty much. Yeah. And Pepperdine's at least the top five top five school in the country for golf. Lately, they have a and phenomenal. And if he's, if he's team. only got one year left, maybe he's getting a Masters or something, and he wanted it from Pepperdine. I mean, that could be. I think he's a pretty smart kid, from what Glenn told me. Or he's just, you know, going home. I guess we can't. Who knows? But I know. 
I know the Lobos have a good team. Sam's gone, which is it is what it is. I, I guess they just and who else left? I can't remember the other kid. We I need just Glenn on here. We should get him on next week. Coach, call us. We'll get you on. Yeah. This week, the Travelers is going on. It, and, you know, someone you love to talk to ro- about Rory. Rory's U.S. Open start. I mean, I'll tell you what. We talked the other day. Rory, when he's motivated, at least what it seems like since the LIV tour came on board, he's ridiculous. Yeah, I'm not sure it's motivation. I think it's just getting in the right frame of mind. You know, and maybe that's a form of motivation. But you you watch him when he's playing well, and he's got this little bounce in his step, and he just he flies from shot to shot, and it's just like the easiest thing in the world. I was watching him yesterday play through that front nine. I'm like, I mean, he might he might get to 20 under through two rounds, and then he makes a quad and a double. Yeah, you were talking about his about his scorecard. Uh, he, what do you he, say? He shot had... even par with a quad, a double, and a bogey. I mean, that's disgusting. He's, I saw his ball speed. I can't remember what tournament it was. They did his average ball speed, which, you know, here, obviously we have TrackMan. We really pay attention to that stuff. His ball speed's disgusting. I mean, he is hammering the golf ball. I mean, and this, right, this is on the golf course during a tournament, like a U.S. Open or the Canadian Open or the Travelers. The last three weeks, obviously seen a lot of him. He's been in the last group every week, it seems like. That's like he had one yesterday at 188. I don't think people understand. So that's on the golf course, right? On playing a round of golf. That isn't swinging into a screen, just trying as hard as you can to get it as fast as you can. For example, when we were doing that that day, I got mine up to what 174.7, and that is falling over, <laughs> hurting sp- your back. Spent the next two days in a wheelchair, <laughs> right? So typically on a golf course. I don't know, maybe 166, 168, 20 miles an hour faster on a golf course. If he's messing around in this screen, he's 200 probably. Oh, easily. Yeah. It's, uh, to be honest, I've heard 180 is the highest I've heard in this place. That's, 188 would be terrifying. I mean, and he hits it so straight. And he's in balance. He doesn't... I mean, you watch DeChambeau, like he's rocking backwards. He's, you know, all over the place. Rory just... It's like he's swinging a sand wedge. And he's not big. He's tiny. Absolutely hammers it. So, I mean, that's in itself. And I know people argue, like, that's not golf. Well, that's where the world of golf has moved. What's where it's going is smash it. I mean, yeah, yes. It's in play, though. But there, If it's on the golf course, you're fine. Yeah. So here's what I'll say. The top, let's say, 20 in the world, a top 20 in the world because they're hitting a lot shorter clubs in, typically. Absolutely. Doesn't mean you can't make a hell of a living on the PGA Tour not hitting it that far. I mean, PGA Tour average ball speed is like around 170 or something, It is, right? 170. So that means there are plenty, plenty of guys out there in the 160s that are making a lot of money and having a hell of a career. Jim Furyk, I know he's older. Let's say Kevin Kisner, for example. Right? Kisner's tied with Rory right now. <laughs> Obviously, Rory had a bit of a dodgy back nine, but... Well... If you hit it solid on the PGA Tour and you're straight, those fairways are firm and fast. So you get a lot more out of it. That is true. You know? 
Well, we got to take a quick break. I'm Jerome Espinosa, Director of Instruction. If you're interested in the game of golf, please email me at gespinosa at 8grades.com or call me at 505-385-0948. Let's get back to the 8 Greatest Golf Show with Jerome Espinosa on ESPN Radio 1017 The Team. Welcome back to the 8 Greatest Golf Show on ESPN Radio 1017 The Team. I'm Director of Instruction. You'll hear me talking New Mexico golf Saturdays, 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. We're here at 8 Grady's Performance Center doing a remote broadcast here in the nice weather under a nice tent on this balcony, you know, kind of checking out what's going on with the – we've got a football combine. So, you know, we'd like to welcome our guest for this segment, Jordan Heitzma, VP of 8 Grady's Performance. Jordan, welcome. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Yeah, Jordan. This is awesome. Good setup. No, it's awesome. Yeah. I, you know, the weather we, can't be better. We were talking earlier. We're going to ask Joe. Like, if this it's a little better than the room over there at the ESPN <laughs> radio location. Isn't it? I, yeah. I, I feel like I kind of saved you guys. Well, one, it's not not sunny out here, but two, with this tent. Yeah, you know? no, it's perfect. Fine folks at ESPN radio kind of brought this tent, so I was like, this 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 covers you guys until, until you get that gust of wind. That I know, right? And yeah, then we're dead for yeah. sure, hundred percent. Well, it's overcasty, <laughs> so it's perfect seventy-ish. Yeah. We got you know a bunch of kids out here on the field, so yeah. you know we'll, we'll step away from a little bit of golf and talk performance. So Jordan, what what is? Let us know what's going on out here today. There's yeah. a lot of kids, and no, I know. Uh, yeah, this is our football elite 150. It's kind of the first year that we've kind of put this on. Um, our ultimate goal was to get kind of the the local colleges out here. So we have five represented. Um, and I even have notes on who came, Eastern New Mexico, Western New Mexico, New Mexico Highlands, Fort Lewis, and Western Colorado. All came out here um, just looking for top talent. And uh, we have about... Numi s- didn't come? What's that? Numi didn't come? No, no, they didn't. That's a call. I they're, know, right? They're national champs. Yeah. Oh, they don't need to. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, we have about uh, 70 kids registered. Um, right now we're looking over, we're on the balcony, but we're looking over and they're running 40-yard dashes, doing vertical jumps and L drills and... Um, shout out to Zybeck. Uh, we partnered with them, and, and uh, all these guys have um, wristbands, and it tracks all their metrics. So then it gets loaded into a database after this, and um, it, with any company that has Zybeck, um, uh, they can kind of uh, so like, review their data uh, against someone in California, Texas, like a loop like type thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so it's cool. You can kind of see, hey, I'm in the top hundred and forty, you know, and I ran a a four four. I mean, did um, you just see this number 23 know, right? running right now? I know, now? yeah. My God. It, it, it's crazy. And some of these athletes, I'm like, these guys look like they're like 30 years old. I couldn't have done that, <laughs> I couldn't have done that in a car. I know, right? Um, so, yeah, it's just is a really cool event. We have tents set up. We have, you know, obviously you guys out here. And then um, we have drones kind of flying over for capturing footage. And um, uh-huh. we have parents, you know, kind of sticking around and, and seeing, um, you know, kind of what, what's going on and through our facility and things like that. So, it just is a, a heck of an event, and, and we hope to do this annually and, and obviously grow and, and get the uh, the best talent, you know, around the area. And I think we have um, – I think it was between 15 and 16 different high schools represented. That's awesome. Um, obviously, you have around here the, you know, the kids coming out from the, the Clevelands, the Rio Rancho, um, you know, schools obviously around here. But we also have um, a couple kids, I think three kids that, that um, uh, we were communicating with via Twitter, but uh, from Portales. 
Um, so they, I was talking to their parent. They they left at 4 a.m. this morning to come here. Yeah, I um, mean Portales is. Yeah. Uh, my wife's family's from there. It's a good three hours. It's yeah. not all freeway. No, absolutely. That whole, that, that's the southern part of the state. It's yeah. so big on sports. Yeah. Roswell, Carlsbad, Artesia, Lovington, Portales, yeah. Deming. Yep. So yeah, they were they were excited, and you know some people like that from from that area don't get this exposure so they were like we were thrilled to come out here and and we were glad to hear from you guys and you know we wouldn't have learned about this if you know if you guys didn't reach out to us so well, just doing those what, small things you know in this day and age way. with social media and i know you know you yeah. and stav and the all the staff here is very very engaged in instagram and tiktok and all these things um to be honest it's a little easier to reach out to people but thank yeah. goodness because I'll never forget this. Um, again, I said my wife's family's from Portales, but they had a kid one time in Portales that was like six six, yeah. two ninety five, and then he sneaks away to Lubbock, yeah. over to Texas Tech. So, yeah. you know, I know Coach Gonzalez with the Lobos is doing a nice job of trying to get some of these New Mexico kids to hang around. But it is. I I was here for check in. You know, I saw Portales. I saw two huge kids from Albuquerque High. I mean, we've I've seen. Uh, some kids from all over Absolutely. the place. And, and honestly, social media was our, our main get for these kids. We were just DMing kids. Um, we had like a little bit of a marketing flyer and like these really cool tickets that we gave them to, you know, for them to keep and things like that. But they love, I think, that social media aspect of it because um, then they would retweet our stuff. And it just is good for both of us. And, and, and they alerted the coaches that were here that they were coming and things like that, the, the local colleges. Um, that they were coming. So it just all kind of paired up. Um, well, it's good to get them here because yeah. you can't really compete with a Texas Tech. So exactly. you've got to get them here as quickly and as early yeah. as you can. Absolutely. So they know it's a possibility. Yeah. Yeah. So after then this, all you know, all the, the 40 and stuff of what they're doing now and vertical jump and, and, and we have like uh, specific awards. So for the fastest in the 40, things like that, um, we'll break off and then do kind of live competition. So it's kind of cool for these guys because a lot of these guys say you're a Cleveland kid. You know, you, you don't often get a throw to a Siebla kid, you know, or whatever, you know. So this gives them an opportunity to kind of all blend and mix um, and to see, you know, what quarterbacks mesh well with wide receivers and running backs and things like that. So it's going to be a live competitive kind of um, action, uh, especially after this this testing. So it's a two-fold event. Um, you know, uh, we checked in at 8, and I think it's going to go to about 1 or 2 today. But, um, you know, we have a couple of local news stations out here. Max Preps in New Mexico is out here kind of getting some pictures and things like that. Um, we have a couple of UNM, um, the Erickson boys, um, that uh, are, are UNM football players. He was um, flying. <laughs> yeah, I mean, these guys, are, these guys are straight getting after it. I mean, it, it's crazy to see. Um, but just I think so I could awesome. break eight seconds on the four. <laughs> I was going to give it a try, but I didn't want it to be like six flat, you know, or pull a hammy, you know. Well, uh -huh. it, you know, I was talking to you earlier, Jordan, a little bit when we were peeking over during Mike Adams' show, but yeah. we got 70-some kids here. To be honest, this field, it would be cool to see, you know, 100, yeah. 150, 200 kids because it could host it. It could definitely, yeah. you know, do it. And this field makes the 70 look kind of small, so it's yeah. it's kind of impressive to see all what's going on here. Yeah, and I, I love the, the facility that we have, and, and especially, you know, kudos to, to Mike Foote and, and Scott Grady who kind of, you know, created this. And this is just such a good location. Um, you know, we have tons of turf space. Um, you know, ABA is out of here. Um, you know, and, and the things that we can host and, you know, gosh, we just got new soccer goals this weekend. Yep. We're looking to get involved with soccer. Um, 
let's host those kind of combines. Let's get the soccer clubs out here. We just have the space to do it and the resources to do it. Um, and it just it, it makes sense, and we, and we would just want to capitalize on on the market. Because did I hear correctly? One. You thought you were instead we're talking about a softball combine. Coming yeah, softball up? combines coming up um, in August. David, uh, I'm, in, a I'm in. Guy. I've been all playing right. softball this right. season. Yeah, all right. I'm only one hamstring down. Yeah, that's all right. <laughs> um, but yeah, we, we're gonna have to go. We're gonna have to bring the golf the golf show for for softball. You know, yeah, the no, softball I, combine. I would love to. It's awesome out yeah. here. Yeah, no, so we do a softball show and we can actually get my see, name on the go. credits. There you go. There you go. <laughs> He's an outfielder with a busted hamstring. One oh. game, one hamstring. But, yeah, there's a softball combine. I yeah. mean, who do they – do they need to reach out to Stab? How do they – Yeah, go to agradies.com. Uh, there's a link right there, and you can sign up uh, right there. And it's going to be similar to this where girls can um, kind of get their, their stats. And then, um, you know, we partner with the ABA in, in utilizing the, um, the, the indoor cages and, and getting that data. Um, and then kind of some drills around here and things like that. And there's going to be some local colleges. I can't confirm who's coming, but there are, there are going to be some local colleges that come out and we, we partner with. So just a good opportunity for, you know, girls in, you know, around the, the area to, to get seen and, and come, you know, kind of throw the, ball, uh, the softball around. And um, it should be a good, good event. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Who is the running back here that's going to NIMI? Uh, it's uh, Lucius. Lucius. From, I think from he's one school? of the coaches. Yeah. He's running yeah. one of the. Yeah, Lucius Dixon. He's out here uh, volunteering. Um, and talk about a guy that just built. You know, you'd hate to meet him on the field. Oh, yeah, um, he looks like Emmett Smith. Yeah, exactly. He's yeah. short and yeah. wide. I saw him running across the field, and I was like, good golly. Um, just the, the, the guy seems like he would truck you over. Um, I mean, that's so cool what Nimi did last year. Yeah, that was all. I mean, I, that's my alma mater. That's where I played college yeah. golf. So I obviously am biased, but yeah. that was really cool to see them win yeah. a national championship. No, absolutely. Out of Roswell, New Mexico. Absolutely. Yeah, it's crazy. And then, uh, you know, shout out to uh, Gatorade and our, our sponsors there. Uh, we have a little bit of a hydration station. We didn't, you know, uh, partnering with those type of individuals and them giving back just it goes a, you know, a long way. And, um, you know, Gatorade kind of gave us 250 water bottles and, and some coolers for these guys to keep them hydrated and things like that, especially before they sprint on that 40. Um, so um, it just it was a well-rounded event. It all came together, and uh, we worked really hard to get it kind of squared away. Yeah, no, it looks good. And, you know, I've never been at or seen kind of a football combine type stuff, so it's kind of cool yeah. to see. This is you know, cool, there's, yeah. this is one of the one of the many things that yeah. take place, obviously. Again, you know. We run the golf here, mm-hmm. um, Eight Grady's Golf, so we have golf with TrackMan and all that sort of stuff. But, you know, this week, Jordan, we kind of finished up um, one of the weeks. We have several weeks mm-hmm. going of the YAD camp, so Youth Athletic Development Camp, um, where kids were able, again, I was a small part of this, kids come and they do, you know, basically sports performance, overall sports performance, and then the end hour, they split off into their sports. So, you know, we had anywhere from two to five kids of that camp coming to do golf. Um, but they do football. They do soccer. Is that? Yeah, football, soccer, and golf. And, you know, it just is – it's built for the youth. It's built for, you know, what are the kids doing in the summertime? You know, a lot of kids, you know, uh, you know, the summertime, they have nothing to do. You know, and it's like, how do we get those kids out here – you know, work on a little bit of speed and coordination and, and learn the techniques of, you know, lifting and things like that. But then also, like, let's have fun with it. You know, so it's I think it's 8 a.m. to about 1. Um, the kids come. They get to, you know, do a little bit of, uh, you know, lifting and, and, you know, with small weights and things like that. And Coach Sander does a fantastic job with them. They have, like, theme days and award days and things like that. Um, and then they can break off and then, um, you know, do – 
uh, you know, sport specific training. Uh, so they, they, they're allowed to pick a sport that they want between golf, uh, football, um, and soccer. And, you know, they just kind of get to compete and have fun. And um, it just is a, a well-rounded thing that Coach Sander put together. And we're looking to gain traction off of it. So I think she's looking into doing one fall break for, you know, people that don't travel. Um, so I think she's trying to kind of hit all the, the, the breaks in between the school year, especially summer break, um, but do one, you know, during the Christmas time and then spring break and things like that. So she's really trying to build up that program. But it's, it's fantastic for if your kid has really nothing to do, you know, bring them out and, and, and have fun with other kids. Yeah, and it's, uh, you know, I've talked about this quite a bit here, is we put our golfers in basically a, you know, performance class as part of the thing, and it's really cool to see those kids mix in with a football kid, with a baseball kid, with Mm -hmm. a basketball kid, you know, our girls, you know, with the volleyball or whatever. I've even seen, I know one of our guys, Adrian, is training a, Mm -hmm. um, a cheer team. Yeah. So it's, it's, you know, we're, we're all sports, um, and, and I've... You know, obviously through the PGA, they're massive into overall athletic development, yep. not just specializing. Mm-hmm. Um, it just it just helps so much. I can't tell you, uh, you know, Robbie, my other mm-hmm. professional who works here, was throwing the football with some of the golf kids because he's like, dude, they just don't understand Absolutely. like how to step in opposition and throw a ball, catch a ball. All that stuff is important in all the sports, not just um, you know one or the other so that's that's kind of what that youth athletic the yad camp we Mm -hmm. call it youth athletic development it's awesome to see because believe it or not throwing or catching or you know david chasing down that fly ball for his softball game helps him hit the golf ball caught it (laughs) (laughs) so wow that kid was fine yeah he was so that's you know kind of cool we got that going on you know we got some nutrition i don't know if you can speak to some of the nutrition stuff that takes place here as well Yeah, coach monica just does a fantastic job of if if you need some you know a consultation on you know ways to get healthier and and the foods to eat and the proper macros and things like that to to put in your body it just it uh you know she does a fantastic job of sitting down with her clients and and building out a program for them to get healthier um one thing i also wanted to add an event we have kind of picking up steam is our adult classes um so basically Monday through Saturday um, at specific times. So go to acreadies.com to learn more, and you can sign up right from there. But we're really trying to get the adult clients here, especially in the morning before people go to work, things like that. So the, um, I believe it's Monday, Wednesday, Fridays from 6.30 a.m. to 7.30 a.m. Come get a quick workout in. Um, it's, a, it's kind of like a hit class. You do a little cardio. You do a little strength training. Um, and it just is it's, it's good, and, and it's good for us to build that adult clientele get some more foot traffic through here for the mornings that normally we don't have, you know, the younger athletes through here. Um, you know, my wife does it. She, she loves it. Um, I'm going to, I think, jump in some classes. There you you might see me, you know, hopefully I, I'm not too sore after. Um, but uh, we're tr- really trying to build up that program, um, you know, specifically for adults. So, and I think uh, Tuesdays and Thursdays are, are later in the evening. So like 6.30, 7.30, if you're dropping your kid off to a practice that's close or at 8 Grady's, you can then just come, you know, get a quick workout in yourself with one of our really good trainers and um, boom, you're then out of there. You know, I know in the, an hour. the adults that golf, they obviously, that's part of their program too, yeah. is they get one of those ACT classes and they love it. I mean, exactly. they have been super happy with it. Again, you got to be a little bit prepared because some of them have been yeah. super sore. Yeah, I know, right? They're like, oh, my gosh. A little this nervous. Is... <laughs> we got to get David in there. We'll test it out with him, yeah. see mm-hmm. how sore. Scratch out that hammy, David. Ugh, well, hammy, it's gone. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, we, there's lots and lots of stuff taking place here at um, 
Eight Grady's performance, you know, it, I know I've had some people say, you're at the field house. Yes, it's mm-hmm. the big blue field house mm-hmm. just north of Paseo and Jefferson. If you know, if you smell the cereal, stop. That's where we're at. We're kind of right there. Maybe rename right it now. Big Blue. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no doubt. I mean, we we were, you know, out here this morning earlier, could smell the cereal being Makes me baked or whatever. Here. Yeah, it gives you. It smells like cookies plus like cereal. It's it's, it's My boy blue. So that's where we're at is off Paseo and Jefferson. Um, Jordan, thanks for joining us. Thank we really guys. appreciate yeah, your thank time. You. Appreciate you guys. Uh, appreciate ESPN Radio being out at something like this. You gonna really go do this fully right I, now? I, I might try. You guys might see me zoom uh, zoom through that. They don't have right a big there. clock, so everyone can see the I time. Know, right? so it's which not that big of a me, deal. Which is good for yeah. me. You know, uh, we'll I, film it though and put it right, on the website. Yeah, there we go. There yeah. we go. Then we'll have we'll have David Chase right behind you. So, oh, God. <laughs> thanks for joining us. We appreciate it. Um, we got to take a quick break. I'm Jerome Espinosa, Director of Instruction, alongside David Muddit. If you would like to inquire about golf instruction, leagues, club repair, fittings, email me at gespinosa at 8gradies.com. This is the- Let's get back to the 8 Gradies Golf Show with Jerome Espinosa on ESPN Radio 1017 The Team. Hi, welcome back. I'm Jerome Espinosa, alongside David Muddit. This is the 8 Grady's Golf Show on ESPN Radio 1017. The team, I'm Director of Instruction at 8 Grady's Golf. You'll hear David and myself talking to Mexico Golf Saturdays, 10 to 11 a.m. Welcome back. We're on site at 8 Grady's Performance Center, um, also known as the Field House, also known where ABA is housed. So we're here for, you know, we're on site with the Elite Combine 150 taking place. The sun's coming out. It's been actually... Really good. We're watching kids over oversee these kids, watching the 40, running the 40, doing some vertical leap, all kinds of stuff. Um, for extra excitement, we might have David run the 40. Hmm. So, you know, we'll, we'll see. We'll see what he... Some of them are seriously fast. <laughs> well, again, we've talked about, you know, there's some, there's some bigger kids here, too. A couple kids, I always like to size up kids and see how big, but there's two kids from Albuquerque High specifically. I'm like, good night. These kids are... We got some good size to them, so you know that's where we're at. Looking at the mountains outside under a tent with Scott Galetti here, and you know we're um, this is our last segment, but you know we'll go ahead and talk again. We've been talking about this for about three weeks, <laughs> but David's a PGA Tour guy. I'm a live guy, and you know the Tour came out this week and said they're going to have no cut events with a massive payout. Where was that, David? Where's that been hiding? I think it was perfectly timed. <laughs> you wait till the, they let, let all these guys make the decision, leave, and then go. Well, you could have stayed and played for this sort of money, but that's not that's not the point. It's not a. It, I don't foresee that the live tour will be as fun to watch as any of these PGA Tour events. Well, I'll tell you what. The last three weeks have been incredible. Really, really good. Yeah. As far as you know. I think the week that the Live Tour first went, we had the week where Justin Thomas and Rory McIlroy are just going head-to-head. Yeah. You talk about heavyweights of the PGA Tour, you know, just going at it. So that was a good answer. Um, I think this week the Live Tour is in at Pumpkin Ridge, I believe. They start this week. You know, they added a few. They added Bryson. They added, not that he's, you know, Pat Perez. They added, um, who else was on there? So Kepka, Brooks, Kepka, Brooks right, finally Kepka. left, and they have room for three right. more. You know, I liked Brooks Kepka much better before he won his four majors. 
He doesn't need to say that about the John Deere Classic and, and the Barbasol. Like, come on. Yeah, I, I mean, here's what I... There's no I'll, need to say that. And I forgot to say this a couple weeks ago, but the best person I've heard on the on any of the tours, so I won't even say the tour, John Rahm has been the most impressive in how he handled it, how he answered it. I thought it was professional. I thought it was really good. The way John Rahm answered, you know, all this speculation that's going on back and forth because now they're just pulling everybody in they pulled colin morikawa in they're pulling all these guys in you're going to live you're going to live you're doing this you're doing that you know i think someone was saying justin thomas because he withdrew this week and he's like relax like i'm injured i've just need a week to recover relax i'm on the tour so that stuff gets a little clown to me the whole thing is clown the well the whole just, thing is clown just I go back to what you said a couple weeks ago where you said, gosh, if they would have been able to work this out, yeah. I think it could have been really, really good. But at the same time, you've got to understand the position of the PJ Tour. They have to protect what they've got. And well, if they just absolutely. If they just let billions of dollars come in and, and buy what they've built over the 100 years or whatever, it, you, you have to be careful with that at the same time. But I do feel they could. this could have went a different direction for sure. No, absolutely. I agree with you, and I know you and I disagree on some of these things. Live PJ, but that is true. Like, I mean, they are responsible to a lot of the sponsors. There's people that give them lots of money. For sure. And the world we're in is, is it isn't correct. This whole cancel culture stuff. It's like, it's so two faced. You no. Know? It's but but as 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 the director, what commissioner of the PJ Tour, he wasn't left a whole lot of choices. Really, I mean. If if his sponsors say no, you you we are not doing that. What, what he doesn't? It's not his decision. No, you know. Well, and then the players run the PGA Tour, and I know there's been so many arguments like, you know, the LIV Tour takes care of the caddies. They're treating the caddies better, which I get. Like I, I don't know. I've well, never been he, in that world. You have. You've played in five PGAs. You would. Here's why they are doing all this stuff. It is the only way they're going to get these people. Money is the only reason. Anybody that says they're going because they like the format no, or no, it's no. growing the game, it, that's all rubbish. We can say crap, right? We can say <laughs> crap. That is all crap. They are going for the money, and that is it. There is absolutely no way they enjoy a shotgun at 2 o'clock in the afternoon in London. And they're the crushers. <laughs> yeah, or the niblicks or the <laughs> idiots or the – yeah, yeah. There's no way. There's absolutely no way that is more fun to be a part of. Now, you look at your bank account, it might be more fun. But, I mean, really, between $150 and and the the $100 Dustin already had, it's like... Well, here's here's what I've always thought, that I, again, I'm a basketball player coming to the golf world. You kind of grew up in golf. For me, I thought it was always cool, like a tournament. You know you played good when there's tee times. And there's nobody on the range. Yeah. Like, I always thought that was really cool. Like, I'm one of six guys, eight guys here on the range because everybody is already out there playing. There's something to be said. I kind of think that's cool. I kind of like that. I've done that Friday at a PGA Championship, but that's only because I teed off last on Friday. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, there's something to be said for that. Oh, for sure, yeah. You're warming up next to the guy. You've got to go try and beat. Yeah. That, that, that all adds to the pressure and what makes it so difficult. Absolutely. It's adds. like, hey, Brooks, where are you starting today? 13B. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it yeah. is, you know, I guess, I don't know, maybe if you're 
your one A. That's really that's what's <laughs> yeah. happening, right? Yeah, yeah. Is your one A? They're all going to get upset now about their starting holes. Louis Oosthuizen is going to be like, I won the Open. I'm starting on seven B. <laughs> what is going on? Brooks is like, well, I got I got two A. Yeah, I and mean, then, and then there's Dustin. Oh, I, I don't I don't know where I'm starting. Well, it's he just goes where they drive. <laughs> yeah. up. He doesn't. So you know that is that format. I, I tell you what, as far as like watching golf, I really enjoyed the LIV and watching all those guys hit for just when I think of my put on my instructor hat, I love to watch because you saw a lot of really bad shots and you know, yes, they are professional golfers. Are they the best in the world? Not all of them, but it was really good to see some of these guys hit shots that people think don't happen. And we've talked about this at length. Those shots happen for everybody. Well, when you've, when you've only got to cover 48 players, in a shotgun, it's a lot easier to cover those players. When you've got 156 teeing off from 7 in the morning to 2.30 in the afternoon, of course you can't show everybody. No, it's it's impossible. We're going to yeah. see that, and we've talked about this at length. If people want to try it, next year at Twin, there's 150 or 300. 312 people. 312 professionals yeah. coming to Twin next year. Imagine, I mean, you got two courses. It's the biggest. It's, it's the it's, biggest professional field in golf anywhere in the world. It's it's tons and tons of golf, tons of you know to cover because TVs are here for that one. So there's, I mean, it's lots and lots. So you're right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, thanks for that. And we, it's interesting. We continue to talk about. You know, the live and the PGA Tour that's ongoing, it's kind of never-ending. So we'll, we'll continue to cover it as they keep having events, and, you know, we'll go over that and continue to talk about that and see where it goes. You know we'll, what we should we'll talk about? Do we have time? What's what's going on here, Scott? Are we in trouble? Yeah, we're running out of time. We are? So well, let's we'll, talk quickly about Rob LeBritz. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who is in third place at the U.S. Senior Open. I've played with Rob in multiple PNCs. Uh, I've played with him in the final round where we've both qualified. I've played where we haven't. Um, he was third when I checked third. this morning. So he, for people that you don't know, he was a club pro for years at this really, really high-end club in New York. Really worked hard the last sort of probably 10 years to get ready for the Champions Tour. I think he played in eight PJ Championships, maybe nine, through the club pro. And went to Champions Tour Q School and got through, and now he's in third place at the U.S. Senior Open with a chance to win. Like that is, that's um, that's that's the story. It's ridiculous. From the it, bottom to the top. That is unbelievable. Yeah. So, I, I, I I'm pretty sure every club pro in the country is pulling for Rob LeBrit. <laughs> yeah. I know the I know the PGA of America is. That is for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, thanks guys. That'll do it for today's show. There will be a link for today's show at 8gradies.com. We'll be here again next Saturday, 10 to 11, for the 8 Gradies Golf Show. I'm Jerome Espinosa alongside David Muddit. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next Saturday. See you guys. Thank you for listening to the 8 Greatest Golf Show with Jerome Espinosa. Come back Saturday mornings at 10 for the latest stories and analysis from around the world of golf on ESPN Radio 1017 The Team.